It's DTS-162, and the Destiny 2 release draws ever closer. Tons of information about over 80 missions and activities in Destiny 2. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the Guardian ahead of the curve. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What is up, dude? What games did you play this week? I haven't asked you that question in probably, like, <laughs> eight months. This week, we've, uh, Sanic and I, my, my girlfriend, we've been playing Don't Starve Together a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Just a co-op game that, after dinner, that we just enjoy, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, actually. Um, I'm... I don't want to touch Destiny right now because it's just like I've already played Destiny 2 and I just want to do that again. So like give me Destiny 2 now, please. So it's just like, ah oh, man, give it to me now, please. PC beta just a few weeks away. Well, I asked that question because I want to talk about Lawbreakers for like a minute. <laughs> Lawbreakers, man, came out this last week. I was on a business trip. I was only able to get it on Friday uh, after getting back. It's so fun. I played in the beta. And it's just Cliff Blazinski, man. I love the games you create. So Bosky and Exxon Studios have brought together sort of their take on a hero-based arena shooter. And the shtick is in the middle of the map are all these low-gravity zones, Diddy. And there's all sorts of insane movement tech where if you fire behind you, like there's a button when you hit control, you actually shoot your gun behind you and it propels you what? forward through the low gravity. And then when you come out of the low gravity and you land in a gravity zone, you bunny hop and you can preserve your momentum. And it is sweet, oh dude. It's another one of those shooters that is just going to completely crash and burn in terms of mainstream. I think I looked at the Steam concurrent numbers yesterday and the hourly peak was like 1,200-something. And it's like, oh, no, it just came out. But I don't care. I'm going to be one of those few people because this is a quality <laughs> shooter that if you guys have a PS4 or a PC, try it out, man. It's 30 bucks, DLC for lifetime. None of this $60 multiplayer-only nonsense. All right, that's my, my rant, Diddy. This week's actually pretty sweet for news for Destiny, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, surprising Edge magazine article came out about Destiny 2 that uh, we're going to be covering today. Lots of nice, interesting info that kind of, you know, piqued our interest. Like, oh, oh, ooh, something yeah. like that. That was my exact impression. First set of concrete numbers for the amount of story missions or at least uh, activities in Destiny 2 that are PvE, which is nice to get some of those more realistic numbers that we can picture in our mind. Prima Guides has a Destiny 2 strategy guide coming out. We have This Week at Bungie showing off the new official competitive multiplayer trailer, information about how they're changing up the quick play and uh, competitive matchmaking times for priorities. All that coming up. Let's start with the TWAB, Diddy. First of all, we got to see the Destiny 2 official competitive multiplayer trailer. Just more goodness, right? Wouldn't you say? Gear looks fantastic. Yeah. Gameplay is is hype. You know, uh, nitpicky. Music could have been more awesomer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like let's let's throw some Destiny 2 themes in there, please. Yeah. And uh, but it just it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about 4v4. I know a lot of people aren't, but I am because I like 4v4. And it's just, it's going to be a good time, I think. 
You want to know something funny, Diddy? Um, few of my DTS listeners will probably know back in the day, you, you know this, I DJed with a buddy of mine and we, <laughs> we played all over Denver. We played this tune. This was one of the closing like songs of a set at a, a Denver show. So I, I just got a lot of hype out of it. But yeah, it's a cool little remix. I can't remember who does it, but like the, the remix. Um, I think they do a great job of showcasing the abilities of the particular, yes. like the fantasy of the class, right? Here's the hunter using his dodge roll to refill perfectly mm-hmm. and, and using his grenade right into his, uh, you know, jump ability. It, it's never going to happen probably that way for you in game. Like these are all put together really well. Now, Diddy, some things are changing with quick play and competitive in terms of the PC beta and may also stay that way for the full release of the game. So for quick play in the PC beta, matchmaking times will be shorter with less emphasis on skill. This is the fastest route to a game, but you may face opponents outside of your comfort zone. They've also adjusted the winning score and control to 100 to allow for more time for players to use their abilities. Too many matches were shorter than what Bungie had expected, so short that some Guardians weren't even able to charge their super up, so they have extended that as well as the trigger for the mercy rule so it will come into play far less often two things from that statement yes sbmm was in play skill-based matchmaking for quick play it will be in play in quick play for the full release and then on competitive they say that they are going to prioritize longer matchmaking time so that they get high quality matches with people equaling your skill level so kind of like what we envision envisioned diddy when they first talked about quick play and competitive i will say over the last two years, we've had how many TWABs say we're putting more <laughs> emphasis on connection, less on skill, right? Yeah, it's it's been, you know, we're just hammering out a solid piece of sheet metal right now. It's just, it's it's smooth, guys. It's We've heard it before. Come on. Yeah. We'll feel it when we feel it. I remember Destiny Year One, the total hodgepodge, super fun. And Destiny 2 and Year 2 and 3 were fine as well. I'm just, this song of dance has, has worn thin. We've heard from you like half a dozen times that... You're going to emphasize skill less, and it's never really been like a palpable giant change in the way the game feels. That's the way at least I take it. Yeah, and, and it's not like from this wording, it's not like, okay, connection is the higher priority. Yeah. Where it's like 51% connection-based and 49% skill-based. No, it's it just says less emphasis on skill. Uh, that's not very clear. So obviously, skill could still be the higher priority there. So we just want to see how it plays, of course. Um, you'll still have some tough matches in quick play, um, but uh, it might not get steamrolled as well. I liked the way it felt, at least in the beta, because, I don't know, the more emphasis on movement and team shooting in this game, the tougher matches felt more enjoyable to me in the beta than, like, super sweaty control matches do in Destiny 1 right now, you know? Yeah, exactly. They tweaked and fixed some other stuff. What is that for this PC beta coming up? Yeah, so Josh Hamrick, we got some some juicy news from him. Uh, and I'm just going to go through the bullet points here. You can read the details. We kind of covered this last week as well in terms of some of the tweaks that they've made. But they've actually fixed some glitches and some bugs uh, for the PC beta build and for launch. They've fixed the infinite super glitch. They have fixed the Warlock glide glitch. They have fixed infinite grenades glitch. And they have fixed Warlocks uh, having a slightly longer melee range than other classes. They've toned it back. Warlocks now have the same melee range as all other classes as originally intended, but apparently that was bugged in the beta. Uh, Now they did clarify with this one, there are still some perks that allow you to extend that range, but the base melee range is now the same across the board. 
Um, yep. They've tweaked, of course. Uh, they've globally reduced the time it takes to charge your super. We knew that last week. Uh, they've tweaked the uh, increased grenade damage in PvE. They told us that last week as well. And they've increased the power ammo drops in PvE as well. They said that, but they've clarified this week uh, on that, that uh, yellow bars will always drop power ammo and it can be farmed. So that's really, really cool. Nice. I think that's it for this week at Bungie. I want to transition into the Prima Guide's Destiny 2 Collector's Edition Strategy Guide, which is releasing on September 8th. You can pre-order the hard copy now, as well as pre-order the e-guide. And I was really excited, Diddy, to see this, because I have a good relationship with the folks over at Prima Guides. They sent me some Halo Wars 2 um, Deluxe Edition, like the hardcover versions of their strategy guides. I was able to give away three of those to some subscribers, as well as some ebook uh, codes. And they put together really good e-guides i love the way they digitally lay out like it's it's kind of like a really high quality pdf diddy where you actually get to select the section you want to go to mm -hmm. on the left so if you just want to check out a piece of gear click it find it right away nice organization uh, the physical edition is going to have one of three deluxe like collectible covers so beneath the premium dust jacket each of the hardbound covers is going to feature one of three special designs for the hunter warlock or titan which is really cool it's going to come with an art gallery a special message for the fans um, a multiplayer section, the armory section, which is a rundown of exotic and rare gear for you to hunt down in the game, the field manual, information about the new features in Destiny 2 and strategies to help you refine your playstyle, info about the enemies, the missions, the director atlas, and free mobile-friendly e-guide that really works out well. So if you do buy the hardback version, $35. If you buy the softback, I think $15 for pre-order right now. And both of those, I think, come with a digital code. I'm going to reach out to them to see if I can get some codes or maybe a giveaway for some of these hardcover ones for our listeners. And if I do, just keep listening. We'll talk about it here on the show and then probably use Twitter to blast it out even further. So moving along, Diddy. Edge Magazine. Tell me about it. Edge Magazine, they had the cover story on Destiny 2, of course, and uh, a couple of the people on the internet provided the information to us. There's actually a more console video as well detailing what the article went over. But, uh, but basically, uh, we got a lot of great details here, and we'll, we'll go over it now. Um, Edge Magazine, they have actually played through the entirety of Destiny 2's campaign, and uh, they give us a little bit more info. Of course, they can't detail everything Bungie said hey please don't say this this and this we want to kind of let the fans discover that for themselves um, more info on energy weapons they uh, actually take down an elemental shield enemy uh, when that happens the shield will explode and damage nearby enemies I think that's really cool um, certain activities uh, have locked loadouts we knew that one but that's just another confirmation coming in that actually includes the subclass so you can't actually change your subclass perks there um, Nightfalls, this was a surprise, pleasant surprise to me. Nightfalls are now a timed challenge. The time limit will vary based on the strike, of course. If the, like if you think the vanilla Nexus Destiny strike had a time limit of two minutes, that'd be kind of challenging, but uh, doable, I think. <laughs> um, if a certain, they, this was interesting. If a certain clanmate completes a nightfall in your absence, you'll still get a reward package. That yeah. is a thinker for me. Because, like, I don't know how that's going to work exactly. So, uh, very interesting. I there. don't think it's Nightfall tier loot. I think it's just, like, a goodie bag, right? It's it's Like definitely five modes not... of light or something? 
yeah, I don't foresee it like, hey, John got on and completed the nightfall while you were away. He's your clan mate, and now Here's you've got an icebreaker. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's how it's gonna work. But they have talked heavily about the great benefits of being in a clan. I was excited to hear also about the nightfall timing. Some players immediately like knee jerk. Well, what about solo nightfall players? Hey, solo Nightfall players are going to figure out a way to beat it within the time yes. limit. I guarantee you that the Destiny community rises to the challenge. They should not make the challenge less from the start. Because remember, year one, Nightfalls were awesome, dude. The solo was a very rewarding experience because if you wipe, you're going to orbit. You're yep. starting again. <laughs> Checkpoints ruined a huge sense of accomplishment with Nightfalls. So this timing element makes me really excited. How about you? Absolutely. 100% agree. I mean... Now, since it's limited, right, those solo players, they can't find that cheese spot and just, like, pick at it with a sniper rifle or their scout rifle now. They actually have to come up with their own solo strategy and, you know, see how it works there. Yeah, I don't think in the beta, maybe I didn't pay close enough attention because I mainly played PvP. Did our energy weapons, like, let's say I'm using a solar weapon and I take down solar shields... I don't remember it exploding and damaging nearby enemies when that shield popped. Do you? Do you think this is like a full release build type deal or was it in the beta? I think it it was in some effect in the beta. Uh, I think them clarifying it here is like, hey, this is now a thing. It's different than Destiny 1. Uh, but mm -hmm. I do think there was some type of element like this in the beta. I, I'm, I'm with you. I can't really exactly remember. I don't think we looked for it like close yeah. enough, you know? I mean, honestly... The way I handled PVE, I killed all the unshielded enemies, and then I dealt with the mm. elemental, so I couldn't yep. really tell if it exploded. So like a true MMO player. Focus I... the ads first. <laughs> well done. Exactly. We'll be getting a new exotic warlock chess piece early on in the campaign, according to Edge. Oh, by the way, if you want, I mean, there's minor campaign spoilers from this little section of the show, but I know some people, like, nowadays on the internet, everything counts as a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead in the program. All right. We're getting a new exotic warlock chess piece early on in the campaign. It basically gives you an Angel of Light perk. And if you combine this with the Heat Rise perk that's already with the Warlocks, this can help speed up your grenade recharge with those airborne kills. And you could be dealing a lot of damage because grenades have been tweaked, Diddy, have they not? Yeah. The grenade effectiveness is now increased against bosses as well. So they're not just used for those low-level trash mobs. And that's awesome. Finally. Yes. I can use my grenades wherever I want now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently they deal a heck of a lot more damage to bosses, so if you save up your grenade and use it carefully, there's probably some really fast burn strats on bosses where everybody, you know, throw your grenades at the same time while we have some sort of damage buff from Billy's perk over there. I don't know. You're probably <laughs> stoked about the golden gun change, right? Oh my gosh, precision hits, not kills, precision hits with the golden gun generate orbs of light. This is a perk that you can select in the Gunslinger subclass tree. And uh, apparently it can generate up to eight orbs of light, which is apparently enough to fill everybody's super bars. That is insane. Oh my goodness. Because let's remember here, Gunslinger has six shots now with a very limited time frame to, uh, to use it. Yep. Edge hinted at something called the Magician, but no details on that yet. They the weren't magician. able to talk about it. And they also hinted at another Hunter bonus that players are going to love, but they can't talk about it. So it does sound like they have some surprises in store for the Hunter players. Something When they say bonus that players are going to love, I imagine it probably is an homage to some sort of popular perk or ability in Destiny 1, you know? 
Yeah, uh, I don't even have any clue what they could be hinting at here. A lot of people think, oh, it's Night Stalker. It's going to be the Night Stalker subclass. Well, we have no idea. So speculate at will. That's all we know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Public events, we know that they are going to be marked on your map. There'll be a countdown timer showing you when they're going to begin. But some public events can be activated manually by picking up a flag that fills up your super. So this reminds me more of like those Rise of Iron Plaguelands VIP, the giant hammer drops from the sky kind of a thing. The axe, yes. you know? Yes, absolutely. And it's kind of like if there's no one in your patrol instance, which hopefully that it's not going to be the case because it's more social game this time. But uh, like, hey, I want to do a fight right here. There's a flag. Come at me, bros. And they just pick up the flag and just go to town with their uh, Sentinel Titan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the standout news from this week. I saw a bunch of clickbait videos. Leaked news, giant leak. It's not a leak. It's like leak. literally published in Edge Magazine. Yes. <laughs> so in total, over 80 missions and activities in Destiny 2, and each one is described as substantial, and there are 50 cutscenes. Bungie even admitted at one point the game had more content than progression, which has since been fixed, which, hey, Bungie. Cryptic. That sounds like a good inverse equation to me versus, like, Destiny 1 in a lot of ways. So 80 missions and activities, when I see those together, I don't think of 80 campaign missions, did he? I, I think no. of them using the patrol, like, the new patrol adventures NPC probably side fit missions. into this. Yeah. Yeah, I, That's I'm still with a you, lot. man. It's like, it is a lot. And some people across the internet were saying, well... Think about it this way. In the entirety of Destiny 1, in the three years, we have roughly 77 missions, right? And yeah. they they clarified they weren't including some Archon's Forge things and those types of you know, Prison of Elders or whatever. But them saying 80 missions, I'm thinking quest lines, story missions, side missions, those yeah, kinds of quest. things. Yeah, quest. And I really hope it doesn't include patrol missions and public events. Uh, but I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, generalize it in that sense. But that's actually very encouraging news because at before this point, we had no idea how much PvE content we were getting in Destiny 2. We just knew PvE was there. It's awesome. Have fun. That was all they were saying. And the quality of the campaign story mission that we played in the beta, Homecoming, was very Great. good. Yeah. And as long as they can keep that momentum... With this number here, obviously, like we said, probably not 80 story missions. That would be, that would be a lot. <laughs> um, but I think, I think this is actually bodes very well. But of course, I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic. I'm going to skip the next bullet point because it sort of talks about the story arc for the beginning of the game, and I'd rather not give that away because some players, myself included, kind of want to just experience it and not have to think about it. So yeah, I was really disappointed when I learned that bullet point. I was like, oh man. I didn't want to read that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to skip the next one too, dude, because I don't think that. Anyway, Edge concluded that the campaign was a thrilling experience with a rich and engrossing plot and that the campaign was both epic in scale and scope and that Destiny 2 may finally deliver on the great potential of the game that is Destiny. So. Good news. I'm pretty excited, man. I, I think overall it is weird to me that we are now just weeks away not only from the PC beta, but from the full release of Destiny 2. And this is like, in my opinion, one of the only very positive pieces of news that we've received since Destiny With 2 was With concrete, yeah, like really very concrete, concrete metrics. Details. 
And yep. everything leading up to this point was like, hey, we tweaked this. Hey, we tweaked that from Destiny 1. Now here it's like, hey, this is what Destiny 2 is going to give you and not, hey, we fixed some bad things that were happening earlier. So That segues perfectly in kind of the topic I wanted to talk about, which is sort of the pros and cons of not knowing very much about Destiny 2 just a month away from its release. And I think the benefits we've talked about here before, the sense of discovery is a huge, awesome element of Destiny. Part of the reason that the DLCs and expansions, we ripped through them so fast, is because we knew everything about it basically before they released. We knew virtually everything that was going to be in Rise of Iron and House of Wolves and The Dark Below. The Taken King had that sense of mystery and a little bit more that sense of discovery. And I think that's because you have Luke Smith really helming a lot of that process. But with Destiny 2, like you said, we don't know very much at all about what's new. Hey, we know about Guided Games. We know what they've changed with Patrol. We know how they're changing the story. But we don't know what is really new and different. What makes this a sequel, you know? Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We know, like, the different patrol areas, right? We know the different destinations and locations we'll be able to play on. We haven't seen a fly-through of it before, and uh, we're going to be able to discover that new place. Remember the first time you set foot on Venus, right? It was like, whoa. Yeah, I can go down here. There's enemies down mm -hmm. here. There's bad guys over here. Ooh, what is this? And then, like, I remember the first time I saw a Praetorian. I was, like, level, whatever the lowest level is on Venus, I, I that was me, and I was, like, I don't know, a single-digit level, right? And I look up, and there's, like, at the Vault of Glass entrance, I'm like, what is that enemy? It's double question mark. And I ran up to him like, I'm going to see how much damage I do with my shotgun. Face blast, and he one-shots me. And I'm like, okay, that's probably a really bad guy, so I need to level up a little bit. I want but more of those, dude. It's, oh. like, it's, it's that sense of discovery, right? That trial and error of trying to succeed and failing miserably. Like, I want more Praetorian just stomping face on low-level noobs because that's a badass end game monster that you can't handle and it's just those moments that really make that sense of discovery worth it right like oh man it because you discover that enemy right you you still don't know what it is right and you have to like progress through the game and level up and actually learn when can i take this monster on because as that low level player you're always going to have that experience right you're going to find that enemy who just absolutely destroys you and when you come back as an endgame badass, you're like, yeah, now I can come kick your ass. That's It's that sense of, what's the, the word RPG I'm looking for? RPG feels, dude. It's the RPG feels. You come back and you go through these zones like that initially gave you trouble when you were a little like weakling. And now mm -hmm. you're level 20 light. Yeah. 400. <laughs> and you're like, come at me, bro. Yeah, exactly. And now, like, whenever we do Vault of Glass, I just run double shotguns for the first <laughs> three and for the first two encounters, right? Because, I mean, it's just because I can do that because I'm that endgame badass. And before it was like, nah, you ain't getting in my house, son. <laughs> so the pros of not knowing much with the release coming soon, tons of surprises and discovery for us, the fans and the player base. But I can't help but feeling the cons of not knowing a whole lot, Diddy, is if you were on the fence or you didn't like Destiny 1, other than guided games, I don't think there is any real standout piece of marketing or press they've put out since the reveal event that would get you off that fence and onto the Destiny 2 train. 
you know what I like it's just sort of I yeah. can't help but it's an elephant in the room where it's like it doesn't really feel like a sequel marketing right now it doesn't feel like a sequel it feels like another kind of expansion the way they're marketing it and that's not a slight or a criticism I'm just saying the way it feels personally yeah I'm with you and it it kind of goes back to the discovery right the discovery is not there for a ton of people because they've never experienced destiny at all so they have no idea what to expect right that's how we felt with the original destiny right we had no idea what to expect with destiny and so tons of people were on the fence about it and then when it came out like you have to get to the end game and experience end game for destiny to really live up to that super awesome hype because it's you know it's about the raids right you know had to get to the raid, and the raid was super awesome in Vanilla Destiny. But now it's like, yeah, people want to know what they're getting into, and without that sense of discovery already there for them, they're like, okay, I don't know if it's going to be worth it or not, and I don't want to probably sink in 80 hours into a game to find out if it was worth it or not. So it's, I think that's one of the cons, you know, just the discovery. It's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, it is. But I'm happy because we're we're going to get to discover stuff, and I'm selfish, so... <laughs> I would rather have the surprises of like the uh, the secret missions, you know, that that sort of experience throughout Destiny Two, rather than hey, here's what Zer's going to be selling this next week. No, no slight at all to Mega Man. We miss you, dude. Thank you for what you did in Destiny One. All right, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com/slash Diddy D T S D I T T Y D T S and YouTube.com/slash Wooshness W O O O S H N E S S. And we've been hanging out. Over on our Discord, discord.me slash Destiny the Show. If you want to come chat about Destiny, come over there and we'll uh, we'll hang out. Yeah, the clan shakeup is happening very soon. So the more of you who are interested in being a part of the Destiny the Show clan come Destiny 2, we would love to see you in the Destiny the Show Discord. More on that in coming shows. You can follow us online at Destiny the Show on Twitter and DestinyTheShow.com for all the links from today and more. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Have an awesome rest of your week, and we'll check in with you next time, Guardians. Guardians.